Do you like sports? Yeah. Do you like beer? Yeah. Well, the perfect podcast exists for you. Tune in every Monday as I, Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, lats. And me, Big Ball and Ben Larson, as we recap the weekend sports, preview upcoming games, and review quality craft brews on the Taproom Sports Podcast. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast fix. Visit taproomsportspodcast.com for more info. Yo, 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 what's up, my degenerate family? Welcome to the Square Sharks podcast brought to you by Tavour. Want free craft brew delivered straight to your front door? It's easy. Go to tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. I am your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lats. Here with my partner, Mr. Big Balling, Ben Larson. How you doing tonight, Ben? I'm good now. I can uh, I can talk uh, clearly for a go. couple more minutes. Um, it's going to go downhill. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right away. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Tomorrow's, tomorrow's my weekend, so I, I can't complain. And that just gives me reason to drink heavy, so... Hell yeah. Hey, it was meant to be, dude. Like the universe just aligned itself. We talk about that so often, how the universe balances itself out. And so the universe was like, well, you know, Ben has a day off on Friday. So let's, let's just have the over under hit miss by one fucking point. Let's have let's have Denver miss the last three fucking shots that they take. Let's have Phoenix miss two of the three last shots that they take. Hey, I'm sitting there I- like fucking like I can't say anything. I can't text Jordan right now because I know <laughs> if I if I text him, then they're really not going to score points. And we well, fucking hit two twenty one out of well, two twenty. In the third quarter, I was about to text you and be like, "Get that, get those shots ready." And I'm glad I didn't because if I did, I probably oh. would have lost. But I was humble, and I I said, I'm not going to text him. I'm going to wait till after the game. And I got very, very nervous there halfway through the fourth quarter. I was like, oh, there's no way this under is hitting, dude. There's I mean, they, no they hit, way. They hit 68 points in the, the fourth quarter. But then you look at, at uh, you know, the first and second, and they do, what, 46 and 48? Like, come on. Yeah. 21 points, Denver, in both the first and second quarters. Yeah, it was, it was brutal, but, you know, those of you tailing myself, I got you some extra cash. And, Ben, don't worry about it because we went 3-0-1 yes, last uh, show on Wednesday. That puts us at 12-1-1 for the last two weeks. I'll drink to that. Drink to, drink that. to that. Let's Cheers. do that. I'll take a sip with you. Although Ben's singing bourbon. Ben, what kind of bourbon is that? Uh, this is the uh, Dickel 12 beer. So I, I think it's a nice bourbon. It's uh it's okay. It's not not an that expensive a bottle. I think it was uh I think it was 30 bucks. Not not pricey at all, especially for a 12 year. I'll take that all day. 
Um, and to have a 12 year marked on the bottle now is it's pretty rare to get because that means, you know, it's a true 12 year. So it was, uh, I, I literally finished off the bottle. Cause I know I have, I have to take another one at the end of the show too, from the previous episode. So it's going to be, a- if you're, if you're following at home, Ben is now, I think, Owen five on his last shot bet. So against me, no, no, you, you did have to take a shot bet. So I'm like one in four. But, one and four. Okay. Okay. Four. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll give you that one win. But hey, man, I'm stoked for tonight, Ben, because we've been red hot. Um, and people have been hitting me up, dude. They've been saying, like, giving us, uh, you know, rubbing our shoulders a little bit and saying thank you. So I feel like we got pressure tonight, dude. And I yeah, I was going to say, this is going to make us uh, go on to a cold streak. But it, it, uh, and those of you listening, you should know as sports gamblers, the number one thing is bankroll management. The number one, the number two thing is learning from the bets you lose. And at the end of the day, the universe has a way of balancing itself out. Yep. So we often see, you know, you go on a very hot streak and then you go on a little cold streak, but if you're hitting 55% of your bets, you know, you're making yeah. good money. Yep. And it's about finding those edges against the books and I feel like we do a pretty good job about that. You know, we break down every game. We don't even look at these games before we jump on the show. We literally no. just pick three to four games and then we break them down on the show yep. and step by step how both of us look at these games and we handicap both games and come to some sort of mutual agreement. And you could tell if you're listening to the show because the games we always win on are games both of us are very confident in. Yeah after breaking it down and you know you've talked me out of some bets like you talked me out of uh no you didn't talk me out i was gonna take toronto money line with the white Sox. you did talk me out of that 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 first five uh you you were gonna take first five plus a half a point and that wouldn't have hit so we're we're lucky for the for the blue jays yeah no, they were they were only was losing. It, like, uh, it was, was one the previous to nothing. Game? Was it the previous game? I don't know. I I have my notes somewhere. Yeah, I mean, there's there's the a Houston. bet you talk me out of a lot of times. Oh yeah, you know, because as a better, you gotta you gotta understand not to look at everything from a tunnel vision. I think that is why us going back and forth is good because we look at different things. Yep, and if we aren't confident, we don't make it our best bets, and we move on. And if we don't yep. see anything that we like, I think we've done it once before. We don't take a bet. Like it's, and that's okay too. We can discuss games. We can go through things. And, you know, if nothing really jumps out of us, you know, that's, that's fine. Don't, uh, you got to have confidence in your bets. Weak bets Perfect. won't uh, make you money. I will say though, we were going to talk NHL last show and both of us were like, ah, oh, the Bruins are going to win. Yep. <laughs> so there's no point in talking about it. Yep. And Sure enough, the the New York Islanders ended up winning the game, so it's a good thing we That's true. We didn't I, talk but about it, that one. Same thing. Like we were, I was looking at that game before, like literally minutes before we were uh, we recorded, and it just there wasn't a bet that I felt confident in. Just yeah. with the the five minutes of looking at it before our podcast, and you know, we said screw it. But let's move Agreed. into some bets. Let's move into some beer because I see you sipping on one. Um, yes. We're the taproom sports guys, so we gotta we gotta at least say what we're drinking tonight. We don't have to necessarily rank it, but I'm not even yeah, drinking. Yeah. 
drinking oh, cider. I mean, you're, oh, you're drinking cider, man. I yeah. like cider. That's like Seattle's favorite. Uh, tonight, a- I'm drinking the Blue Chronic IPA from Moonraker. Uh, okay. It's got a very cool can. It's like oh, colorful. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I love Moonraker, yeah, dude. Yep. Moonraker, yeah, Moonraker kills the game. They're out of Sacramento, California. For those of you that aren't aware, I don't think you can find their beer on um, Tavour yet. Actually, no, that's what I think I've bought a beer off Tavour from them. I haven't seen them too often, maybe here or there, but uh, I'm sure they'll be on there because they're, you know, they're producing more, um, which yeah. is, I think, the big thing that Tavour needs is a, a steady supply so they don't uh, sell out really quick. But um, I, I think they'll definitely get there if they're not already. But and Moonraker, if you guys ever have a chance of grabbing a Moonraker beer, I mean, they absolutely destroy the IPA game, yep. especially. Um, and this is an IPA and it's supposed to have like an earthy feel to it, which is why they give it like the cannabis um, chronic chronic thing. I don't know if there's actual cannabis brewed in here. It doesn't say. I, I would assume they would have to like mention that, right, Ben? Yeah, they would definitely have to mention that. But I think probably what they're getting at is is that the hop is the sister plant, the, the right. sister flower of cannabis. So yep. they're very similar. Um, they both give off those oils. Uh, it's just a different, uh, you know, uh, chemical that they produce. So, yep. And that's a, and that's what I love about good IPAs. Like a good IPA to me has that aroma of like a flower, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I love those, those flowery aromas and this definitely has, it, it has that earthy flowery feel to it. Yep. So I already, I mean, even before taking a sip, I knew this beer is going to be good. <laughs> I've never had a bad IPA from Moonraker. Yeah. What, hey, what do you say? What's someday. the cider you're sipping on? So I'm, uh, I'm going with one that I got off uh, Tavour. Um, so this is the uh, they Yonder. Cider on there? Yep. Yeah, they, oh, definitely. they have ciders. They have uh, hard seltzers. They have... Uh, they got hard mead. seltzer on there? Yep. They've got... Oh, did you say they have weed? Mead. M-E-A-D. Oh, mead. Yeah, I've yeah. got a meat on there. Yep. So they've they've got everything on there. That's that's part of the good thing about uh Tavour is that you can get, you know, you can you can buy to your you know specificities. And this one sounded good. Um it's a, a yonder hard cider. So uh yonder is out of Washington. So your Seattle ciders. There we go. Um this is sunny slope. So this is uh an apple cider with grapefruit in it. So um Oh, and uh, lemon verbena. I don't know what verbena is. Um, I should probably Google that, but because uh, I'm drinking it and putting it in my body. But um, and then the the whole third ingredient in there, other than oh, sorry, fourth ingredient because there's water, uh, cane sugar. So that's it's a fresh, crisp, uh, you know, cider. At first, it was a little bit much. I've, I've taken a couple sips of this. Um, just that pucker that you get out of the, the uh, grapefruit. But as I I've taken that, a few though. sips, like it's it, that pucker has mellowed down. Um, and it's, it, it's a really good cider so far. So I'm, I'm excited to finish the rest of this before my next shot. Fuck. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Ben, you you drank that Imperial IPA I got you from Seattle, right? I mean, the Imperial uh, Cider. Yes, I actually can get that down here. 
Um, oh, really? I don't remember the name of it, but yes. I Neither do I. <laughs> Maplewood. Maplewood Liquors. I love it. I got some. I just great... remember it fucked me up. Oh, yeah. Well, it was like a 9.8. 11%. 11. I remember the number precisely. Okay. Huh. I, I think I, I got some more of it, and it was a, a high nine. So I'll pick some up. I'll, I'll send it over to you because I can get those easily. So. Well, I'm not I'm not a huge cider fan to be honest. So you ain't gotta do that. You just said you uh, like your ciders. But <laughs> I like I like ciders, but I I wouldn't like drink them on the regular because they're very sweet to me. Yeah, oh absolutely. This one isn't. This one isn't. I wish I had another one. I've already no, More I gave bitter? one away. Wait, gave one away to my pops. Um, because I always get two two of the beers from uh from Tower, but uh gave one to my pops, so I can see if he still has it, and then I'll, uh, I'll Indian give or I'll trade him. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, let's hop into some sports, man. We've been bullshitting here for a minute. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has been. And everyone's tapping in. They're listening because they want to hear. Get to the bets. We are hot, dude. We are hot right now. But I was trying to cool off a little bit and and remain as humble as possible because there's a lot of pressure on us, Ben. So <laughs> let's hop right into it. We got the Philadelphia 76ers. They are heading into State Farm Arena to face the Atlanta Hawks. Right now, Philadelphia is minus one on the money line. Atlanta plus one. Atlanta right now is catching 60% of the action. Over under is sitting at 224 and a half. So what's your initial lean here, Ben? This is tough. This is really tough, in my opinion, because I want to go Philly, but any given second, you could have Embiid go out. Like, with a a, a somewhat torn, what is it, ACL, MCL, which one? Either way. Torn meniscus. That scares me. That definitely scares me. He dropped 40 though last game, Ben in 39 the game before that. Oh, I know. Like I want I want to go Philly here. I, I would prefer to go Philly. I'm leaning Philly, but mm-hmm. that that you know, that knowledge that he could go out if he plants wrong, he twists wrong, like he's done. You know, I, I don't think uh Atlanta really has the you know the depth to do it with uh with Hunter out with DeAndre Hunter out. I mean, yeah, he was scoring 15 points a game, five rebounds, but like, to me, that's a, that's a strong spot. And what is sophomore year? Like that's a good player to have there. Um, So I think I want to, I want to lean that over under and two twenty four and a half and a half seems a little high to me. Um, And last game, it was like, 118 to 106 right 118 to 102 so 220 okay. the previous game before that though it was 124 to uh 128 yeah so this this is tough this is really tough i mean so so check this out in the first game atlanta was smacking philadelphia and Philadelphia came all the way back from down. I think it was like 25 in the third quarter. Yep. And since then, I feel like they've kind of figured out Trey Young, dude, because Trey Young was minus 11 and plus minus in the first game. And really, that was all the second half. And then last game, he was minus 11, too. He's, 
last game he only shot 14% from three, one for seven, and he was six for 16 from the floor. Yeah. If Trey Young isn't going, isn't going to be able to, you know, take over the game, I don't see a way where Atlanta can win, even without Embiid. Because at the end of the day, Philadelphia could, once Embiid goes out, I think that honestly kind of benefits the Sixers in a way no. too. Yes, yes, and hear me out. Because you can post up Ben Simmons. And same thing with without Ben Simmons. The thing is that I don't like is Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid together on the floor at the same time. And it's the same reason why I don't like Giannis and Brooke Lopez on the floor at the same time. But I mean, we've we've been talking about who's gonna who's gonna score those points. Who's gonna put up forty points? Where are they gonna make that up, bro? Ben Simmons is that good of a playmaker. The other dude not to score forty. He fucking he only scored four points on. He doesn't have to score. He gets he gets open looks for dudes like Seth Curry, who's a fucking forty five percent career three point shooter. You know what I'm saying, like. That's Ben Simmons' type of game, but you're relying on others to make shots. But with Joel and beating, obviously, you know, he was second in MVP voting for a reason. But I can't handicap a game saying, you know, could he go down at any second? Because if I think about that, I'm always going to fade him, and I'm probably going to lose a lot of money often. I honestly, I think Philadelphia minus one here is easy money. I think Philadelphia is the better team. They won every single game they played in the regular season. And the only game they lost was game one of the playoffs. And like I said, Philadelphia adjusted very well to what Atlanta was able to do. And it really changed everything. And I would probably also take the under, Ben, as well. I like Philadelphia minus one, and I like the under. I think... I think Atlanta got their win of this series, dude. I got to ask, too, like, why why even have the bet at minus one being 115, minus 115, and the money line being minus 120? Well, I mean, I know because you can get that fluctuation, but, like, well, the, I mean, why wouldn't you take that minus one? Because then you'd push if you, if you got that uh, – because casual betters, casual betters will just say, well, I think Philly's going to win, so I'm going to take Philly money line, which isn't a bad bet per se. Minus but a lot of people yeah. did that with the with the Nets today against the against the Bucks. A lot of people saw Brooklyn smash Milwaukee by almost 50 last game, and they said, oh, I'm getting Brooklyn plus 140 money line, like, and they took it. 90, 91% of tickets were on Brooklyn money line today. Yeah. And Brooklyn didn't win. You know what I'm saying? But if they took that plus three and a half, they would have won. Obviously, yeah. the VIG was lower. VIG was like minus 125. But they still would have won the bet. They would have won their money back plus some. Yeah. So that's what you, what, that's what you have to look at as a better. You have to look at the VIG and how the market is trending, right? Yeah. And, so and this, the funny thing is, is that uh, public right now is 60% on Atlanta, 40% on Philly. Yeah. For, uh, with a line, with a line minus one. So, so the big minus, minus 115. One. So the, the game opened, though, if you look at this. So minus one and a half. 
minus one and a half, but it's moved to minus one. But the VIG on the money line has moved opposite. It's gone minus 130 to minus 118, which tells you that the public is heavy on the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. Vegas doesn't lose very often. So if we're going to look at the market, how the market's playing right now, I would say the best bet here is Philly minus one. My second favorite bet would be Philly money line at minus 118. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's you might as well take that 115 over the, the 118, 120. Most books are at 120 right now. So, you know, you, that's what another five bucks on 100. So you yeah. might as well take it. It's a point. Like, yeah, but it, if they it, don't cover by one, they lose the game. Well, but if they win, then it's a push. If they win by one, it's a push. Right, but if they win it all, it's a push. So why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you take that minus one? If I mean, I guess it's only five bucks on hundred, but you know, it's to well, me, that's, it would be that's dumb what to we not want. take that minus one. Yeah, no, the minus one is probably your safest bet. Yeah, right, because you only have to. No, I mean your safest you your safest bet is is money line. Yeah, You're money line because you you have to win. Yeah. And the VIG is only minus 118. So, or minus 120. So, honestly, I think the money line is probably the play here. And the money line has gone down. It's gone in favor of Atlanta. The VIG has moved from for Atlanta plus 110 to minus 102 on the money line. So, Atlanta's getting <clears throat> getting good getting good value to win because the public is betting heavy on Atlanta so they're now not you're not getting plus money on the money line for Atlanta true true so when, whenever I see whenever I see movement in VIG like that that tell that shows you where all the money is going in Vegas oh, yeah. or at oh, least yeah. a percentage of the people let me see it is 60 oh okay oh for money line yeah yeah, yeah. no we don't see it Okay, so we taking money line at one twenty, or are we taking minus one at, at minus one fifteen? Are we being greedy and getting that that push? I would take minus. I would take minus one. I think that's our. I think that's best value, and I would say money line, and I would say under in this two twenty four and a half. Yeah, I mean, I, I I like the money line and the spread better than the the under. To be honest, all right. So as we're talking about it, so I know I, say, I said differently in the beginning, but as we're talking about, yeah, it, that's 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 why we do this. So I'm I I like both money line and minus one. Like I'm willing to throw a union on both of them. Okay, for people who who want that best bet, though, I agree. Both of minus those are one. good bets because you, you always want to go the one? safe route. Yeah, minus one. At that minus one fifteen, okay. That's okay. the bet. That's the best bet if you're if you're talking one if you're talking taking one bet from this game. That's the bet I would take. I would also probably take Atlanta in the first quarter. They're probably uh, they're probably minus a point, but I think they're going to come out, and I think they're going to have a good first quarter. But I th- then I think uh, Philly's going to 
pick it up from there. And obviously Philly's shown they could play from behind like they did in the first game. I don't necessarily know about that because last game 76ers scored 33 points compared to the 20 that the Hawks put up. What about the game before that? Game one. Hawks scored like 46 <laughs> 42, points. In the, yeah. 42 to 27. So I don't I don't think we have people take that bet. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, I wouldn't consider it a best bet, but I would take I would take Philly first quarter. Or I mean um Atlanta first quarter. If you put a gun to my head. I'm taking I'm I'm not I'm not putting that bit on. So yeah, I, I'm with you. So let's take uh we're play. taking Philly minus one there, and we're also taking Philly money line. Okay. All right, let's move on to this. Uh we're gonna move into baseball, Ben, which is where we've really been making a lot of money in pretty much all baseball season do we've been hitting over 55 percent all year in baseball yep so we got the san diego padres they got this blake snell oh my god he's two and two with a 4.83 era but we talked about blake snell last time and don't let his era fool you and we got the new york mets with jacob de grom on the hill five and two with a 0.62 era how do you have two losses with a 0.62 era is beyond me dude this fool it's because their closers suck. He is not. Yeah, he, they're both in trash. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games. He's only allowed four earned runs in those nine games. Yeah, incredible, I mean, incredible. I saw some. I saw some stat the other day that like Jacob, the Mets are like well under five hundred in Jacobs Degrom's like last forty starts, which is incredible, dude. Insane. The guy's like a one point five ERA in his last forty Insane. starts. Insane. Uh, but right now the money line San Diego plus 145, New York Mets minus 170, over under five and a half, man. Oh man. <laughs> so what's your what's your play here? In any other game, I'd hammer that over like no other. Five and a half. That just seems I mean absolutely- last start we had with Blake Snow on the mound, Ben. It was it ended up being seven. And we still took the under, and we still hit the one. Yeah, no, and and to be honest, I think that under is, and is it was where these it goes. two teams. I think that under is where it goes because yeah, last time that uh, that these two teams faced on uh, June fourth with Snell pitching, um, under of seven, and it was a two nothing game. You had, uh, you know, and and what gets me is like, okay, well maybe they can you know start to you know start to figure out Snell, but he went seven innings and he only allowed a single hit. Like nothing at all. Then you look at Degrom last start against San Diego, which was a four-zero uh, win in San Diego. Though. Yeah, in San Diego. And remember, remember how Petco Park plays though, Ben. Yeah, but I mean, it uh, is Degrom. It, it's Degrom, and City Field is not a. It's not a big hitter's park, is it? Uh, well, let me tell you this, Ben. Hold I just on. want to let give me, you this. Finish. Hold on. Before right. before that, let me let me finish this just this quick mark. So Degrom mm-hmm. pitched seven innings, only three hits, no runs, no earned runs. So in a four nothing game. So yep. they they still can't see him even after going three three times around. Well, let me throw something out there that might change your mind about this a little bit. So Jacob Degrom has had three starts on the road two starts at home 
His home ERA is 1.05 in 33 innings pitched. You won't believe this shit, Ben. His away ERA is 0.00 on the road. Christ. With a and he's pitched 25 innings on the road. Only three runs, zero earned. He's only walked on the whole year in what's seven what's starts. The, he's what's the bet on DeGrom getting the Cy Young? Like just oh, hand it to him. Like now. minus seven thousand. <laughs> like, already like even at this oh, point in the over, series, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. The guy's incredible. But I mean, oh, he's still a human, dude. He lost his last game at home to the Colorado Rockies. Or he didn't lose, but the he didn't he didn't cover, I should say. What do you mean he didn't cover? That was the under six. Ro- no, I'm saying against the Rockies. Oh, at home. Yeah, he, he was he went he was six going in no earned runs. Three runs on a uh on errors. Yeah, but he yeah, but he gave up a jack, a three run jack after it was errors. No, but that would have been an earned run. At least one earned run there. He didn't have any earned runs. If he gives up, no, a jack, he gave up a jack. Yeah, but that's. I swear to God, he gave up a jack in that game. That's still an earned. That would be an earned run, even if there was an error on the. Are they the... manipulating the books here? Right, I swear to God, he gave up a home run. Are you sure that wasn't the Miami game or the Boston or Arizona or the call? No, it was against was the that, Rockies. Was that the one? Okay, so he did have one run, one earned run. Uh, in that 3-1 win that they had against the Rockies. Yeah, but so that that's was, it. That was in That was in New York. Was that in Coors Field? Yeah, no, no that that's New- what I'm saying. It was in New York. He gave up an earned run. He hasn't given up a single earned run on the road yet this season. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. that's incredible. Right. Misunderstood, misunderstood. Yep. Yeah. Uh, So, honestly, and we, we've already seen what – both these guys have been able to do against this team. So do we think of that as like, all right, now they've been able to see both pitchers. So, I mean, obviously we're going to favor DeGrom. Like, I don't think there's any question which pitcher we're taking over the other pitcher. I, I mean, I maybe, maybe that's what we do first five under, under two and a half. <laughs> I guess it would be, it would probably be under three since the whole thing's at five and a half. But yeah, uh, probably be under three, but might be, I mean, might be under two and a half. See, but that's why I was saying that earlier. You had DeGrom go seven innings and only three hits, and then you had Snell go seven innings and only one hit. So, yeah, because saw him and this is times. the other thing, Ben, the Mets against left handed starters, they're only batting 216. Um, but then again, they've only had 521 played appearances against left-handed starters. So, like, they barely face lefties. Dude, how is yep. that possible? You, they've only they, – they faced right-handed pitchers 1,400 at-bats. They've only faced lefties 521 times. Only 25% of the time they've faced lefties. Huh. But, I mean, they're not hitting well. OPS only 622. Which is not good. Is Pete Alonso playing, Ben? Uh, He's still on the DL, right? No, he was back last time. We were, the other day, we were when we were talking about the Mets, uh, but he was just hitting. He wasn't uh, pinch hit. Yeah, he wasn't playing in the field. He only pinched uh, it. Let's see. 
Because the Mets offense is not good, dude. Mets offense is not good, but they put up 14 <laughs> runs in their last game. I mean, granted, but it was against Baltimore. But... And that's one game. You can't yeah. take – you can't use one game as, like, your substance for everything. I mean, we just watched this – we just watched this Padres-Cub – uh, Mets series. back in. All right, so that's that's pretty good. But it still concerns me that the Mets are not able to hit lefties very well as a team. What's Alonzo against lefties? Do we have that? Let's pull that up. Let's pull that up. Pete Alonzo. This is very important information to know here. Because he's easily their best hitter. I also want to look up um, Francisco Lindor in his last two weeks. I do want to see that too. All right, so uh, Pete Alonso against left-handed pitching this year, Ben. He's batting two thirteen with three home runs against righties. Oh. No, no, no. Hold on. He's batting 213 against the lefties with four home runs this year and 47 at bats. So he's hitting a home run basically 10% of the time. No. How many home runs did you say against lefties? Four? Four. Okay. Or 1% of the time. No, that's 10%, no, right? That's 40. 10%. I thought you said two. Yeah. I'm not stupid. I knew that. So, I mean, yeah. I don't think it's that big of a deal, bro. What's he hitting against righties? Against righties, he's hitting 287. <laughs> Better. Better. 287 is like way above league average. Oh, but yeah. Yep. That's like 50 points above league average. <laughs> That's like Hall of Fame numbers right now against league <laughs> average. <laughs> Thanks. Um, He's actually not having a good year, dude. Well, he's been injured and out of injury, so that's yeah. tough. I mean, I shouldn't say he's not having a good year because 287 against righties. Yeah, serious. When the majority when of your plate appearances are against yep. righties. 75% of the time they're going against righties. So, oh, man. So, this is, this is tough because – I mean, you look at the the New York offense, it's it's absolute trash. They're 27th in the league in runs, 22nd in hits. They don't walk well mid midway through the, the league and walks at 16th and they're ninth in strikeouts. You look at their defense, and, and it is pretty much on point just because of their pitching. Um and so is San Diego. So I, I still think we go still think we go with under five and a half. I agree, so, dude. Do we go under five and a half or do we go under first five? Well, the thing is, is under first five is going to be two and a half to three runs. And the VIG is probably going to be shitty. It's probably going to be like minus 175. Yeah. Minus 200. I mean, call me crazy, bro. Call me crazy, but I think the play here is the San Diego Padres plus 145. Like I said before, the Mets don't win a ton of DeGrom starts. He's 5-2 and two on the year with less than a 1 ERA. So, 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. But in his starts, one, two, three, four, five, six. He's six and three in all the games. Or the, the Mets are six and three in all the games that he started. Who has he played, though? Philly, Miami, Colorado, Washington, Boston, Arizona, Colorado, Arizona, San Diego. So a bunch of shitty teams in the Padres. And it was a 4 nothing game versus the Padres. It was, but it was in Petco. And it was also after the Padres won. How many in a row did they win? Two. They won two in a row up until that point against them. Well, let me so, check who, who pitched for the Padres here. Musgrove. And Musgrove's mid, dude. Four, four and five this year, yeah. And they're hitting righties much better than they're hitting lefties. How many runs did Musgrove give up that game, Ben? Three. Three runs. How Three many did Blake four. Snell give up in his start? Seven pit, uh, innings pitch, no earns, no. one hit, right? Uh, One hit, zero earned, yeah. 0.29 whip. I like the Padres here, plus 145, man. I hate to fade my guy DeGrom, but I I think the value play here is plus 145. And the reason why it's like that is because the mm. average better is going to look at Blake Snell 4.83 ERA against Jacob DeGrom, and they're going to take DeGrom. Well, especially since, uh, you know, now that the MLB is going to be looking at the sticky substances. On hey, the DeGrom doesn't matter, bro. Yeah. He, he's oh, a, he's, he, he's, 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 he was just a jag, though. He was just a jag. Now he's good. <laughs> no, now he's nah, good. He, hey, this he, is every other game that now. Now he's good. He's he's, you know. Hey, he was just he guessed, was just a jag. He was just guessed, jag. Hey, if you gas one hundred and three, you're not a jag, dude. I don't care what kind of spin rate you have. If you're gas, he had a one point two ERA last year, so that was that was trash. Trash bro, compared got, to his point six two this year. Just nah, just nah. Jag. Hey, just a jag. hey come on man circular logic here man circular logic the grom gas is 103 dude i mean i would i would take the under five and a half but i think the play here for value is san diego plus 145 but is that a w or is that value i agree it's a w and it's value because if you look at DeGrom, his history as a starter, and I know he's six and three this year, but look at the teams he's faced. What are what are the losses he's had this year, Ben? DeGrom's losses are uh five to three against Philly, Good three team. to nothing against Miami. Decent uh, team. Those were the first two starts of the year. Uh and then one to nothing against Boston. Another good team. And then what are his wins? Uh, four to three against Colorado. Shitty team. Six to nothing against Washington. Four Not to a good two team. against Arizona. Not a good team. Three to one against Colorado. Not a good team. Six to two against Arizona. Not a good team. Four to zero against San Diego. Good team. So he's basically beaten two good teams. Is what we're saying. I like San Diego here. San Diego. I like plus 145. I will take a shot bet on this, and I will take the under five and a half as well. I like both of them. I think we go under five and a half. I, 
I mean, who's I, don't, gonna win I don't disagree. Three to two? Who's going to win three to two? Who's going to win think, three to one? I think this might be a two to zero game, but I think it's going to be San Diego winning. San Diego has the better offense. They have the much better offense. They won two to zero last time against the Mets when Blake Snell pitched. And who was pitching for the for the Mets that game? Against uh, Blake Snell. Was the fifth. Uh, sorry, the fourth. Uh, was it Strowman? Lucchesi. Lucchesi. 5.79 ERA. Yeah, not good, but we, we talked about that and we said that that was going to be under. He only put four and two-thirds innings. I, I think under, man. I think under. I think that's our best bet. I, I lean – I mean, I lean San Diego. They're a much better team. But – I I honestly like the plus 145 San Diego better than I like the under, dude. I like the under, but I love the – I think that plus 145 is is good. Value. Good value. He's going to suck at, uh, at some point. So, all right. Well, I'm not betting on that, but I'm – he could pitch six innings of no, no run ball, but so could Blake Snell. And then I'm definitely taking San Diego bullpen over, over New York Mets bullpen. So, let's – Let's let's take plus one forty five San Diego money line, and let's also take the under five and a half here. And I would also take the under first five. I, honestly, that might be the best bet, Ben. I just don't know the the vig on it. We don't have a yeah. line out. I mean, at under three, like that's nothing. So it couldn't, it can't be that high. I mean, I would take under three. I would take under three and a half. Under three. Um, I'm, I'm guessing the VIG is like minus 140 to minus 175-ish. Still not bad value because I think I don't think either of these teams are going to hit each other. Yep. Let's go San Diego plus 145. Let's do San it. Diego plus 145. Ben is on the train. I'm telling you, Ben, there's been a lot of media attention a lot of publicity on Degrom in the last five days yeah, he's just so, another guy no he's not <laughs> just another guy but i'm telling you the no, public yeah. is going to be heavy on on new york here vegas yep. always knows what they're doing bro they always know what they're doing all right let's talk about our next game we got chicago white Sox. We got Lucas Giolito. He's five and five with 3.88 ERA. Heading into Detroit in Comerica Park facing Tariq Skubal, who actually has a no hitter this year and still has a 4.33 ERA. And he's three and seven. Skubal? No, he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. He pitched a no hitter against uh, the Mariners. You sure about that? 100% positive. I'll bet you another shot right now on it. Come on, Ben. White Sox minus 170 on the money line. Let's do Detroit. it cuz my my uh my numbers, my uh my list right here is not showing a no hitter. Oh, he pitched a no hitter against the Mariners. No, he pitched uh 5 innings, 4 hits, 2 runs. 
two earned runs. Uh, you're really going to make me look this up right now. Get ready to take your shot with me at the end. If you only had a, if you had a prepared. Damn, who was a dude that pitched a no hitter against? There the we go. Mariners? There we go. My numbers don't lie. Who who <laughs> wish I had no hitter against the Mariners? Two people have this year. So <laughs> it was Detroit, right? No. Who was the Detroit pitcher that pitched a no no against the uh, Mariners? Because you're right, it's not Scooball. Most innings he's pitched all year is six. That's twice. Uh, no hitters against the Mariners. Come on. Oh, Scooball for Wibbs. some reason. Nope. Nope. Uh, Turnbull. Oh, that's a Turnbull. I knew it was something with all at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude. How'd I fuck that up? Enjoy that shot next time. <sighs> fuck, dude. But hey, I like, I haven't, like I haven't messed up a stat, so. Well, I was like, I was like, dude, I swear <laughs> that's a dude, bro. Like, I remember the ball at the end. Yeah, B-A-L versus B-A-L-L, so. Or sorry, B U L L. All right. So we've got what? The over under sitting at eight. We've got Chicago minus 170. We've got uh, D- Detroit plus 155. So I, I want to take Chicago minus 170, but that doesn't give us, you know, really any, any value there. So, you know, I'm going to, I think I'm going to go with the, uh, the run line here at minus one and a half. Uh, in favor of Chicago, um, you know, basically because we've got a, a Chicago offense that, you know, even though they've had their injuries this year, they are, they are just lights out compared to Detroit's just absolute dog shit offense. Um, and then you look at the the defensive side, Chicago's second overall in runs allowed six in, in hits allowed fifth in walks and fourth in strikeouts. So their, their pitching has been on point Detroit, not so much. Um, you know, you've got Turnbull and that's, that's pretty much it. Um, you know, they're 20th in runs allowed 15, 16th in hits 23rd in, in walks uh, 23rds in strikeouts. So, you know, it, numbers initially tell me to lean that, uh, that run line at minus one and a half sitting at minus 110 as a big, but tell me different. Um. Uh... I'm not going to tell you different because listen to this, man. Today I tweeted out Chicago White Sox versus Toronto is, is a very intriguing play. Ryu is has a 3.55 ERA on the road compared to 2.97 at home. And at home, or, or compared to at home, and the White Sox are absolutely crushing left-handed pitching, hitting 290 with an 860 OPS. Wow, how do you think that game ended up today? Yep, yeah, and you look at you look at uh, Scoobles log like he's he's not allowing a lot of runs, but he's just not going deep into game. Uh, the the furthest he's gone into a game was six innings, and other than that, it's you know two four a uh, three two fours one two three four five sorry four five innings one five and a third and then those two sixes 
So he's he's not going deep into the game. And you know, that's a that's a big worry for me because their bullpen is not, not good. Not at all. Not well, at all. I mean, the White Sox are crushing lefties, dude. And it's yeah. a true story. And I know that uh Scooball won his last game. Um he's won his last two, but well, I mean, not his last game against the White Sox. Yeah. Who was the White Sox pitcher that game, Ben? Uh, June 5th. Was it Giolito? It was Giolito. 4-3 game. Yep, it was Giolito. Yep. Seven Giolito. innings, four earned. So, yep. I mean, he didn't even have a bad game. It was kind of bad luck. He had four earned, but only one a one whip and nine strikeouts. I like, I like Chicago here. I like Chicago first five, and I like Chicago minus one and a half on the run line. Um, yeah, yeah I, mean, I just don't think they're Chicago, crushing lefties, bro. Chicago money line is just not. There's no value there at that minus one seventy, which is why I turned to that minus one and a half. Um, you know, and that gives us at least, you know, that gives us good money at minus one ten, minus one hundred five on some books. So. My only concern is that the White Sox aren't good at hitting on the road, but they're basically – it's not like they're – I mean, I shouldn't even say they're not good. They're basically like a little bit less than they are at home, but they're crushing lefties, bro. Like, you can't take that away from what they're doing. I mean, they're hitting 290 against lefties. Yeah. That's like way above league average. Okay, but the problem – Comerica is built for pitching. Then that favors the White Sox too, because Giolito is a better pitcher than Scooball. That's true. So true. So and... Giolito this year, Giolito, then. Giolito on the road is not good. He is a 5.11 ERA. That's not good. Let's, so that may be something we want to consider. What's Scooball at home? Scooball at home. We got... Let's pull it up. Not good because he hasn't... I mean... Scooball at home. He's much better. 3.27 compared to a 6 ERA on the road. Oh, wow. And we're talking 33 innings pitched at home compared to 21 on the road. Only 12 earned run at home, 5 home runs, 12 walks, a whip of 1.33, which isn't good. I mean, dude, like, I would not bet against... Uh, the White Sox hitting lefties, dude. Sure. I mean, that shit scares me how much they're bashing lefties, dude. Yeah. Let's see Lucas Giolito's career ERA at Comerica. Hold on, that's this year. Let's let's get it. Because, I mean, he's basically faced the Tigers when they're shitty anyways, so we're getting all shitty fucking 
data here. Yeah. So if he's been shitty against a shitty team, we might want to take that into consideration. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll see here. All right. Against the Tigers, 4.45 ERA, Ben. At um at Detroit. 3.32 ERA. So he actually pitches better at Detroit than he normally does at home against the White Sox, which makes a lot of sense since he lost that last start, seven innings, four earned. So honestly, I like the White Sox here. I like the White Sox first five. I would take a money line. I would take the White Sox minus one and a half. And I would also take the money line. And I would also probably take the over eight here. No, I, mean, I, wouldn't I, take, I wouldn't take the over eight here because I'm looking at, at the – so they've played Chicago White Sox versus Detroit six times. Chicago is six and – I'm sorry, four and two. But the over has only hit uh, twice, two and four. There was a 9-8 ball game. There was an 11-0 ball game. But then the other ones were 3-0, to 4-3, 3-1, 5-2. So I think we stay away from that over-under. All right, fair. Let's stay away from that. Let's take Chicago White Sox money line. And let's take the minus one and a half run line. Okay, so which is, which is our best bet here? Because this is – I mean, I, I completely agree with you. I would say run line um, minus one and a half. Yeah, I think that gets us a lot better value because that's sitting at what minus uh minus one ten. Yep. Compared to the minus one seventy. I like it. Run line. Run, run line. line minus one and a half, and then we'll throw a half unit on the money line. Or we'll throw a full unit on the money line because of the value, but we'll say the best bet is minus one and a half. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Let's rewind. Recap. So first game, we got Philadelphia minus one against the Atlanta Hawks. And we're also going a half unit on the money line for the Sixers. Then we got the San Diego Padres at the New York Mets. We like San Diego plus money here, plus 145. And, yes, they are going against Jacob deGrom. Uh, so, tail us at your own risk. But I feel like we have a very good handicap on that. And then we're going Chicago White Sox minus one and a half against the Detroit Tigers. And we're also throwing a unit on the White Sox minus 170. So, there you have it. Five bets. We're going – we're going five and zero here again, Ben. Hope feel it. Let's hope. I like it. Let's let's continue the hot streak. Keep that positive energy alive. What's our shark play of the day? Philly minus one. You that's like Philly minus one? Yep. That's Damn, that's, kinda... that's my favorite. My yeah, favorite I kind of. I like that too. I was I was gonna say White Sox minus one and a half, but I'll go Philly minus one with you. So Philly minus one is our shark play of the day. Let's lock it all up and let's win this money.
Damn. 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 If I if I hear Benjamin, but <laughs> and well, uh, well I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be in trouble pretty damn soon because here's shot number two. So oh, shot you, number two. Yeah. And then you gotta tell me how was while I'm taking the shot. How was your beer? Oh, Moonraker IPA, bro. Doesn't go. It's beautiful. It was a beautiful beer, flowery, earthy. I mean, just. Everything you want from an IPA was in that fucking can. That was harder to take than the first one. How was your cider, Ben? Oh, it was good. I it, I, I think it got better as, as the pint went through. So, yonder cider, nicely done. Um, it was a little puckery with that, uh, that, that grapefruit at the beginning, but... Uh, Hell yeah. yeah. Well, for Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson, I am Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lats. Make sure you go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app and use promo code Taproom for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more for some beautiful, beautiful craft beer from all around the country. We will see y'all on Monday morning on Taproom Sports. We got a lot to talk about. Also, APR is coming back June or July 8th. We're already in June. July 8th. We're coming back talking sports betting for NFL. Doing over-unders for every team, starting from fucking conference, doing conference, conference, conference each week until kickoff. We will see y'all on Monday. Hope y'all win some money. And if you fade me, I hope y'all win money. But ultimately, I hope y'all lose because I want to Probably not making money. I ain't talking to you broke bitches. I got money now. All a nigga understand is since that check came in. Everybody talking like a nigga acting funny now. That don't matter. All I hear is since that check came in. I love it when you talk to me. My cash machine. My cash machine.